For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a What A Night, part of the 90 Minute Podcast Network, where we talk about everything Tottenham Hotspur. Joining myself, Sean Walsh, as he always does, is Mr. Jude Summerfield. Jude. Yo, I always do join you, mate. Most always? Of, yeah, most Apart of the time. Apart from times you don't join me. Yeah, sometimes I don't join you, and then I get sad and upset. Sometimes I don't join a toy. Hang out with the other more cultured members of our team, but I'm that's s- fine. I'm sorry if I have a life outside of you, Jude. Well, you know, lots of people do, but I still have trouble accepting it, you know? That's okay. Yeah, I think you've got some issues to work on. the centre of the universe, <laughs> but it's tough. I know you do. I know. How are you doing, mate? All good? Yeah, good, yeah, good. We haven't, we haven't actually kind of sat around to talk about Spurs in a while, and yeah, a lot's actually happened, right. so... <laughs> you know, the season ended, thank God. Thank God. It's over. That was dreary towards the end, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, you know like, the meme of the Leon fans storming the pitch after they win the league? <laughs> it's like... It's just like that when the season ended for us, it's like, it's over. Yeah. That, it not one of the things, it's just over. Would have liked one of those um, contraptions that they have in Men in Black, where they just boop, wipe your brains at the end of everything, and you know you don't remember anything. Can you imagine what they're called? Can you imagine going back to last summer and being like, "This is the way it's going to play out." You think, Jesus Christ? Yeah, I wouldn't have foreseen it. I thought they were going to come third. Well, everyone did. <laughs> this, is, this is the thing, isn't it? Like I remember, we went through our preseason predictions. Everyone at Nights and I think eighteen people at the time um, waded in. And 16 of them had us coming third. Yeah. And only one had us coming outside the top four altogether. It was a pretty near consensus opinion that Spurs were going to be good. And at the very least, they weren't that good. Come top three, top four. They weren't good, but they were sort of in and around it for a long time, weren't they? Which is really strange. And then the the drop-off was just cataclysmic. I think what it was is... Because I know people bring up the stuff about... Oh, Conte was right. Oh, look at the drop off after Conte. It's like we'll hit, we we're trending that direction anyway. And I think it was mm. for me. It was a matter of the teams below us finally got to play their games in hand, and that's why the drop down the table was so stark. We weren't playing like a team that deserved to be third or fourth. No. So, no. But you know, there's there's reason to be optimistic, isn't there? At least over yeah. the summer, yeah, some man. good moves being made. So, fingers crossed. Yeah, we finally got a new manager. There is a new manager. Yeah. What do you? What do you th- I think we haven't talked about this at all. Like even, I think even off, off the pod. What were your thoughts over Big Ange Postacoglu getting the job? It's nice that um, it, 
it looks like he might be someone who can actually sort of talk to human beings like in a work setting and not in a work setting which is sort of what Mourinho and Conte struggled with a little bit maybe not in terms of struggling to actually you know chat to people but to actually be like oh you're quite good you could you could play well in, instead of just like being like you guys can't play football I'm brilliant um, I'm just going to leave you in it it's like the scene in Matilda where Danny DeVito says to Matilda his I'm small child dumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm big you're a little I'm right you're wrong <laughs> so much so much smarter than everyone but I mean like you, you look at sort of the, the cult he built around at, at Celtic how the fans all really bought into him and I think it's a much nicer um, well it should result in a much nicer atmosphere anyway you know that's the plan that should be the plan and it's it's nice that Spurs are sort of reverting back to what they should be instead of trying to you know punch above our weight in terms of being a super club by having these egomaniacs involved you know I was all in it for uh for that sort of stuff when they were doing quite well you know at the back end of like 21 22 um, which would have been oh what a great time for us to do a pod when um, uh, Jude Bellingham <laughs> I just Real got that message as well <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is breaking um, that's something it's, he's not going to Tottenham I can tell you that he might be well I think there's a chance there's <laughs> until Real Madrid announced that they've got him <laughs> There's every chance. It's still up in the air. Maybe in a few years when his knee's given out and he fancies coming and having a chat on oh, what a night with uh, that's true, the other true, big yeah. Jude. <laughs> we'll have to get another Jude. Cause the custody of the name Jude Lava match. <laughs> I'd be there for that. Uh, where, where else were we? Uh, we were on ads, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm feeling quietly optimistic, to be honest. Because I still think, I know I always say this, but I still think there are good players in the Spurs squad. And like he's going to play four at the back. He's going to want please. midfield players to be comfortable on the ball, and you know when you're when you're as top heavy as Spurs were last season, it should just be about like having a solid team around them. I I, I was thinking about this yesterday. Like Spurs are so far away from the standard they should be at the moment, considering they have Kane and Son up front. I know Son wasn't very good last season. But it seems to me like it shouldn't be that hard to build like a structure yeah. <laughs> behind them to be like consistent top four or top five. Um, but hopefully that's that's what will come in now, and they're just good enough defensively without you know the amount of defensive brain farts that just kept on uh, happening last yeah. season, especially towards the end, was just disgraceful. Yeah. So fingers crossed that that gets sorted out. Yeah, I think part of that problem was because we played so defensive. It was the same with Mourinho when you put so much pressure on a team with bad defenders mm. it's going to break and it's going to wilt so because the number one argument I hated that came in my Twitter mentions last season was oh you have to play defensive because the team's not very good and if we don't like just have our backs to the walls then they're going to get exposed it's like mm. they're getting exposed now and it's not as simple a science as that if you play more attacking that means you're doing less defending obviously you're going to have your kind of slip ups and whatever but you be more proactive and I think that's what's going to happen next season because as much as um, it does seem like the club are invested in a rebuild um, we've just reported literally as we start recording that Eric Dyer and Pierre Hoiberg might be allowed to leave this summer um, it takes a while to kind of implement these kind of um, cultural changes we've been a defensive team for you know nearly four years now 
hadn't really played good football for a long stretch in five. Played good football for about half a season. Yeah, we had half a season last year where Conte, you year. could see like the kind of the direct style that we wanted and it was very fun to watch, but it just reverted to type and that was really it. Yeah, there was no season. evolution. So yeah, speak, it, went, it was, is, you know, which is devolution. It was devolution, yeah. It was a revolution, not evolution, as they say in the partridge. Or <laughs> well, he gets corrected at some point. But, um, yeah, though, I mean, Dyer and Hoiberg are just a couple of cloggers that have probably had their time and now it's time to move on, really. It doesn't seem like there'd be much point in keeping Hoiberg around if the, if the idea is to try and play football. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, can't really argue with it. I mean, in fact, he's like, to be fair, like in the good moments, uh, however fleeting they were under Mew and Conte, he was pretty close to what Spurs were doing well at the time. Our oh, Real Madrid is now spelling it by the way, so that dream's over. We had a good two minutes. Fuck. Yeah, we were so close. We were so How close could you, Mister Levy? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Should we march up to Tottenham Michael Road? Yeah, I do a run now. Should we protest about Spurs' failure to sign Jude Bellingham? Yeah. I reckon that'll probably be happening in Liverpool right now, though, to be fair. I think they thought they had him, you know, so... It was very close. When I'm sure it was. Yeah. When his knee goes in a, in a few years, we'll, we'll pick him you up. See, I don't think his knee's going to go. I'm not disagreeing, I'm just saying that you're kind of banking on this a lot for the future of your content. Yeah. From one view to another. <laughs> I just, I just need the meeting to happen at some point. Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. Just need to have a Jude meets Jude and yeah. however that happens. Yeah. I think, just back on Ange, just to circle back, um, I'm optimistic as well. That, because this feels more in keeping with what Spurs are about. You know, it's, it's, I think someone, I can't remember which podcast I listened to, they're comparing it more to, people saying Poch, that this is more like that. I think it's more like the Martin Yole one, where he was... He was here as a player in England in like, the 80s. He wasn't like super famous or anything. Um, he then managed the Dutch lower leagues and lower league sides in the Eredivisie. And then he came here as an assistant manager to Jacques Santini. And when he kind of walked out, and I think that was good for everyone because it did sound like that was awful. That was, I think that was my first full season watching Spurs. And I remember, yeah, the football was pretty crap. And then Martignol was promoted from assistant to permanent manager. And we just started scoring all these goals. He started playing a lot of attacking players and getting them into good positions and it became more fun again. I think it's going to be more like that, that this guy who has had to work ever so hard all through his life is now given a chance that he's deserved, that he's earned because he's been successful pretty much everywhere that he's been and he's silenced doubters everywhere he's been and the thing that I like right now because it's June and there's no football going on, mm-hmm. all of, you go through like all his interviews, all the podcasts he's been on, talks a really good game and, if you, and you think that if you could back that up with management which he's been successful with if that translates then we want to win it it's just about does that translate to the Premier League does that translate to a club like Tottenham does that translate to stars like Harry Kane who I think will stay yeah it's looking more likely, likely that I don't think I'm not going to buy him it doesn't seem like there's an ideal suitor out there for him but yeah I mean like Spurs have needed a proper motivator for, yeah, for a while now and I think every every fan has sort of gone down the rabbit holes on Twitter looking at those videos whether it's you know that one where he finishes off by like you know enjoy your breakfast or yeah. <laughs> enjoy your lunch or whatever it's, it's quite jokes um, but yeah the the it, it'll be nice to go back to a bit of a we'll try and outscore you 
um, type of play because that's what Spurs strength has always been really it's always been an attack Yeah. so it doesn't make sense to, to sit back and play all these cloggers get some more uh, technical players in there for Rams to have a look at we need a few more of those that brings us to who are the players we could sign Jude yeah we, who do you want to start with um, well I mean Raya seems like a decent one to start with as, a, uh, as, as we have the Brentford boy here my favourite yeah I mean like um, I don't really care about the fee that's been reported because like 40 mil if they get there or if they end up haggling to something else it sort of seems like about a par for the course sort of fee for a goalkeeper these days but he'd, he'd mm. take Spurs up to he'd, he'd give them something a bit different wouldn't they after so for long sure. of Lloris. well yeah for sure I think he is almost the inverse of Lloris and mm. I've spent a lot of the last two years watching Raya in person up close he has such a great command of his area he's a great communicator um, he comes and claims every cross and importantly he is unbelievable with the ball at his feet I think that he is one of the top two if not the best goalkeeper in the Premier League where does he compare on the craziness spectrum like next to Onana like in the Champions League final he was <laughs> he can get pretty, pretty crazy but it's quite low key because Brentford aren't really kind of manic like that it can get pretty he does act like an outfielder a lot of the time he is standing on the halfway line he has conversations a lot with the coaches about where he should be standing what what are the passes that he should be looking to make um, and he does it, it looks like he's good friends with Pedro Porro as well from they're quite close to the Spain international yeah team, so. I mean Porro's a bit of a weird one because like Spurs aren't going to play five at the back now <laughs> And like he looks so sick at attack, but also can't really. I do. Him. I do wonder what Anderson so, do. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm curious if it's going to be more of like a he's going to stick Emerson at right back, and Poro ends up becoming some sort of right wing high. That's basically what Mason was doing. It, it actually worked because yeah, Emerson does the defensive duties and Poro takes over the attacking stuff. Yeah. He's actually really good going it's, forward. Yeah, like, I thought he was. I knew he was good, but I didn't realize like. Got a wow. On him. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, got such a strike on him. But it's also sort of like, I don't, yeah, it's still one of those where you sort of think, how is that going to fit in there? Is that really going to work? But, I mean, I, th- I do think having a proper goalkeeper in there will be a, will be a game changer. Yeah. I think Hugo, like, he sort of had these spells where he was in and out of form, and we go like, oh, he's back to his best now. Yeah. And then, like, a mistake will be around the corner and be followed up by, like, two or three... Like the the runs of poor form are becoming even more pronounced. Yeah. Especially if you look like back at the goals that Spurs can see. There's a lot of stuff that just like ends up ricocheting off Larice and sort of his upper body area and just ends up trickling in. Yeah. So hopefully that's not the case and they don't end up yeah, giving st- goals up like that. I'm still confused by the one he let in against Arsenal in January. From, yeah. from my seat I couldn't really figure out what would happen it was like it was the Saka one eh? where he sort of like yeah. passes him straight at him and he goes like, just like, yeah, like pops back into his own goal when it's not going in <laughs> for you my friend Bakayo yeah yeah <laughs> yeah this is all you can eat here yeah so I, I think the maybe the one downside with Ray is uh, he's only six foot which makes him one of the shortest goalkeepers boy, in the yeah. land um, that's not a problem with the crossing because he is ultimately he's very confident in that ability it makes he's he plays as if he's six foot five, six foot six, and I value that in a goalkeeper. The problem would be he's not going to get his hand to every shot. Um, I think he he's not an amazing. He's not like a shot stopper, is but it, really? but at the same time, it's a, it, yeah, it is. He's like kind of middle of the road, and he did make the most saves in the Premier last season. And it's not as if Brentford were parking the bus every game, so I think that's quite important as well. He's not 
He's not just like a hologram. He's not like Kepa, for example. Yeah, I guess so, it's a matter of priorities as well. If yeah, you're looking yeah. to actually play attacking football. And yeah, if we're going to play on the ball, we, can, we can't do that with Lloris because no. it's completely different. Because his arm might snap. So. <laughs> was, it, was it you I was talking to? No, it was, I think it was a Spurs group chairman where they posted the, the clip. You know when he basically kicks it into Danny Ings against Southampton in the yeah. start of the last 20 season? And then yeah. a few days later, Cassides severed to Bayern Munich. And then three days later, snapped his arm in half against Brighton. Yeah. Really great week for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, was that? It's, it's amazing. He actually got better after that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess because the, barrel, the, the bottom of the barrel couldn't really, you couldn't get any lower than that. Couldn't get any more bottom of the barrel. Yes, it could not get more bottom of the barrel. More bottomy yeah. of the barrel. Yeah. Um, I think Ray would be good if they can, if they can, if they can stick to it. Uh, if they can get a fee agreed at some point. Oh. Um, you know, chin, yeah. No, it just buckled a little bit under my tremendous weight. That's it. <laughs> Um, but yeah hopefully it's not one that just rumbles on and rumbles on because um, goalies can be a bit trickier if you're sort of left late on in the window yeah when we're not the only ones who are interested in Rail we are the yeah, only ones exactly. in this kind of, these kind of talks but there are other clubs that are admiring and I do want to quickly talk about the commotion in my mentions because oh yeah as maybe the only man on earth who covers both Tottenham and Brentford uh, I tweeted out yesterday the news which everyone knows which is Spurs are close to um, personal terms of rare but they don't really want to meet the 40 mil fee especially not uh, particularly not if it's up front I think there will I'm hopeful there will be some agreement if it's 30 plus 10 or whatever Yeah, that something might be done um, but then the, it was kind of this infighting between my Spurs followers and my Brentford followers over I put a comment which was Spurs can't really um, go to Brentford and say it should be low, the fee should be low because you want to left on his deal when they're doing the same with Kane. Yeah, I feel like and, and then there's this it's the commotion I mentioned between Spurs followers who um, are very much like Kane is a very special case and he should that you can't really bring him into this, and the Brentford followers who are like Ray is basically Al Kane because particularly if. Ivan Tony is out until January. Mm-hmm. He is our best player. We need to kind of stand firm with this. Yeah. And and, and and I have the experience of covering both clubs, and I know Brentford aren't going to buckle. Yeah, I mean, like they they've also signed their replacement. Though, they have, really, haven't they? But long sort of but long reported that they're fine to not sell him. They're fine to lose him on a free. If they if they have to keep playing Raya and the new guy can be on the bench for a year, or maybe they, or, yeah, they're, they're happy. They're happy to do it. They're prepared to do it, and I don't. I'm not doubting that they're very. You know, Spurs fans have the experience of Levy. Brentford are the same. You know, they got when they lost the playoff final to Fulham. They lost Ollie Watkins, but it was only to Aston on a record 30 mil fee. It was the same with Saeed Ben Rama. They pushed that right to the very end of that transfer window. He started the season at Brentford, but then before it shuts, went to West Ham. It was an initial loan yeah, and obligation. Well, yeah, but they, that's what I mean. They don't have, need to sell as much as they did when they were in the Championship anymore because they have the Premier League money. They're a club, Premier League club in London. That's going to bring huge money in itself. And just, I think it's important for them to kind of take a stand as well. It's almost like the same with your boys at Brighton. We, we yeah. will sell and we're happy to work with the players on that, but it has to be on our terms ultimately. Yeah, we're not just going to bend right. over for these clubs. Yeah, exactly. I think, I mean, like the top clubs have sort of played a part in creating that atmosphere and like, all that, that culture I've just been like fuck off I'm not going to sell unless you give us what's right so only themselves to blame in that regard but um, 
yeah, I also just like these things getting done. So hopefully, they, I mean, there will be endless amount of fucking speculation yeah. before that actually gets done. But I think it's a good move. Yeah. And we're, we're literally just waiting on like some sort of tweet from Spurs to be like, thank you, Hugo, because it seems like that's... that's it no if, yeah, it it the, the noises around sounds like we're going to be quite ruthless with contracts and cutting players off this summer. Which is good. Which is, you know, Which long overdue. And I think that's the way to properly back Foster Cobbler. Because I think he's, had, he's probably had a look at the squad and thought, Jesus, we've got some work to do here. Yeah. There is particularly work. with the fullback situation. Yeah. The but, fullback. but particularly with a lot of the cloggers, as you said. Yeah, it's just the, it's the cloggers, isn't it, really? they got pace out wide. They, I, think, I think there's still plenty there for a good starting 11. Ooh, good starting attacking 11, anyway. But, um, but yeah, fingers crossed on rare. Yeah. Who else is there? There's um, Jimmy Madison. There's Jimmy Madison as well, which um, I've always sort of been quite keen on. Jimmy, he's quite he's a bit of an injury prone lad. This is yeah, this is my concern that he's there's always he's always out for like too much of the season, and I think Leicester are always like, oh, when Madison's back, things will change. And yeah. I hate being in those kind of cycles where you're like, when it, when so and so is back, then things will be different for you. It feels like you're always waiting. Like so, yeah. he's out for two weeks, and all of a sudden it's two months later, and you're like, huh? Yeah. And that happens first quite a lot. Before. It feels like. But that with Mella before mm. turned out to be a year. I think with Kulazewski this year. Kula as well. No, comes uh, back in Sashdu. Oh yeah, yeah, he's only a small one. Oh, he'll be back in before the World Cup break. That's oh yeah, yeah he's back. as well, wasn't it? it was just I keep forgetting that he's, I keep forgetting he exists. That's really sad because he did actually have a good end to the yeah, uh, yeah, 21-22 But he just it's fine. A bit, you know, naff. But Jimmy um, Madison could be, yeah. could be could be a top side. I mean, I'd imagine he just. Slip straight into a number ten if Andrew wants to go four two three one, and then it's just who else they build around out wide and behind him with. I always like Jimmy Madison though. I think he's, he's he's great to have a proper set piece threat as well. Yeah, because Spurs haven't. Have, I know Kane scored that. He finally scored his free kick against Brentford. Just someone who gets his head up, you know. Like yeah, we we haven't replaced Ericsson since he left. We didn't even we never even bought competition for Ericsson when he was here. Yeah, yeah. Like he's yeah. kind of just that allowed him to kind of coast through seasons because he knew his place was never in, in jeopardy. Yeah, and Spurs don't have a, a central player who plays that killer pass at all, really. No, no. whatsoever. The closest probably Bentacle, and he's got an ACL. But bringing in yeah. Madison would allow him to do the other midfield things that he's good at and I would rather him do those things and not have to be the primary source of our chances yeah. being created and that's a much that's a much bigger threat just across the front line as well because I know I know Kulu and Richie are, are bad players on their day but last season they they just weren't very good in front of goal whatsoever but I think that would change with an attacking manager as well yeah it should do. and yeah. without I, I said this I must have said this three or four times on the pod when you play three at the back and you play the three, four, three the way that we do, it just restricts the way that you can create chances so much. You're so reliant on the wing backs having a perfect game and then mm. working with midfielders going forward and the wide forwards coming in. And it just it makes it very easy to defend against, I think. Yeah, you can sort of see that by the amount of times that Spurs just went from side to side looking for an opening. Very rigid. In every you know. game that they played. <laughs> yeah. And somehow they're, they're not, you know, finding an opening here or there, but nothing too mahoosive. Um, but yeah, he still ended. Madison still ended up with sort of ten goals, ten assists from the season, which was a good little return. And, you know, if Spurs can find another player like that, just to add on top of returns from Kane and Son, then they should be uh, looking reasonably high up the table. Yeah, he's hoping. He's hoping. He's hoping. Anyway, but I don't really know. Like, um, did Poster probably play with like a a ten just off Celtic striker before? 
not really sure if they've ever played there. I haven't done the research that much. I'm not a very good journalist, you see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a bu- I'm a busy man. Uh, <laughs> I have a, a, a life. <laughs> no, seriously. You've not done your Celtic deep dive yet? I can't say I have either, to be fair. Um, I do know they impressed me that one time in the Champions League against Real Madrid at the start of the season and I found my old tweet where I praised them saying they've been unbelievable and it got me excited again because I did remember how good they were nice <laughs> they lost 3-0 in the end but it's like okay they're Celtic and they're playing Real Madrid what do you think is going to happen <laughs> it'll probably get humping yeah um, who else have they been linked with then centre-backs oh yeah centre-backs three three centre-backs who one's very good two maybe not so much I'm Eric Laporte who I think would have been way more realistic if we'd got Europa League and I think it would have been mm. be easier to sell that to him then I don't think I personally don't think that's an attainable target now just because I think some other club with bigger aspirations might be able to get him yeah um, I wouldn't rule it out but I would say it's I would say that's more unlikely um, then you've got Harry Maguire mm. who <laughs> I think I've talked about Harry Maguire enough in my lifetime I've seen enough about Harry Maguire I do I like him I think he's been hard done by Man United but I also think he's just a, wouldn't make it, 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 would, it would yeah it would take a lot kind of the mental recovery it would require yeah I think that's the big, the big thing I don't think because yeah. he, he has uh, he's had a good spells for his career you know I thought he was amazing with England at the Euros and he scored the best pen in that shootout yeah. and if we win that shootout then he's like up on the top of the list of the ones getting knighthoods it's him him Kane and a couple others and I think that that player is there but it'd be very hard to get out of him now yeah and he needs and this is not a stable environment right now he needs to go somewhere that's more stable I said on the Talking Transfers podcast yesterday I think Villa would be a better fit for him because he can go in the, the expectation is a little less I think they actually would like a sign like that I think Emery would get the most out of him. They'd play a more kind of conservative style, but he could be the one to bring out the ball from the back. I mean, if you go to the Villa, it's just him and Mings who yeah. are exactly the same person. <laughs> headbutting, crosses away. Yeah, just standing there. That's, the Emery's, yeah, that's, like, that's, that's Emery's stream, really. Diagonal yeah. ping. Perfect. Yeah, I'm just going to knock that out. Yeah. I mean, we would not want to bring in Harry. I know he likes bringing the ball out from defence and all that, but I don't think he's a particularly good passer. And, like the way you'd have to build him back up after such a rough few years we've got enough it. projects to work on I don't yeah, think we don't exactly. need another restoration project on our hands so. I don't, yeah it wouldn't it doesn't scream good good then, idea to and me then, and then the other one was Max Kilmer of Wolves who is a techie defender but I don't think does it really move the needle that much for us no I don't think so as a player I'm not really sure how high their ceiling is whatsoever really like never seems to be I don't think I've even had like a world class game at the Spurs. He's had like okay games, like good games, like good games, games but not. I'm not sitting there back and thinking, "Wow, I really want Max Kilman." Next big thing, not for me. Here he comes. <laughs> oh, there he goes. <laughs> After two seasons, yeah. I mean, they definitely need a new centre back. So hopefully, somebody else a bit more um, enticing emerges Pops in up. the next few weeks. Because if uh, if Dyer goes and maybe Sanchez goes. I mean, like that—that's not good depth. Anyway. Well, yeah, I, I, I feel, like, I feel, like, I feel like we are going to buy Longley. That's my hunch. That, yeah. And I think I, I'm on board with it in terms of just having that continuity and giving us the flexibility to sell Dyer, Sanchez without kind of gutting and needing all these new centre backs to gel. The, yeah, pro- the problem will be in like one or two years when we try to sell him as well, and <laughs> there'll probably be no, no suitors for him. Yeah. 
Yeah, hopefully we don't give Barca too much money for that because I don't want to dig them out of their hole for no reason, just for Clement Longley. Um, yeah, I mean, he's all right to keep around, isn't he? He's not someone you'd really want in your starting eleven at any time, really. Just he's, okay, he's, he's okay. I don't hate him. I can't hate Maybe him. <laughs> I hate this. It's, it's that goal that um, Miggy Almiron scored uh, like just before Christmas, I think, last season, where like he just skins... Long lay and just the most ridiculous. Okay, it's not. It wasn't. It wasn't his finest hour. No, I, but that I, unfortunately, I just do hold grudges with footballers. Yeah, it does sound like that. And actually. like when somebody defends with their arms like that, it just sort of makes yeah. me think like you're not very good. Because <laughs> that's what I do, <laughs> and I play amateur. I'm <laughs> tired, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't really want to be seeing uh, <laughs> too many similarities between the pro footballers there. Um, but yeah, another centre back would be good. I'm trying to think. I really think that those are kind of the key areas that we just need to fully invest in. I'm fine with a lot of the options in other places. Like I think right back we're fine. We've got an attacking option. We've got a conservative option. Maybe we need another left back, or or maybe we need to reintroduce some of these loan players if we can't actually find homes for them. Yeah, I mean, like someone like Regulon. I'm fine with him coming back. I'm fine with I him be fine being with an him. option. That doesn't really, yeah. It, it, it seems almost. I don't want to write someone off too early as well because he barely really got a chance. I, I liked him when he first came. I think he wasn't kind of the worst defender in the drop of Juan Mourinho. And mm. I remember I wrote an article after Conte's first month and I said he was the most improved player. And the, pro- the problem at the end was he couldn't add goals and assists enough, but he, he would be good in the back four. Yeah, I think so. And he's, he does have decent delivery from out wide, which is you know what Spurs struggled with all season on the left. <laughs> like Perisic had a bit of a still got like ten assists. Yeah. He still still managed to yeah. I think it's, we him, just kept feeding him the ball. Yeah, and just spam, spam, spam. spam Let's spam, give spam. this forty-five-year-old man the ball. Maybe he'll get some. <laughs> yeah, he, it is good moments. But yeah, I mean like Adoji and Davis maybe on the left. Like that's it's a bit untested, back, yeah. but you know it's untested. But at least there's. There's a couple of options there. I think there's going to be a lot of... There needs to be a lot of time spent teaching Poro and Adoji to play full-back rather than wing-back. Um, yeah. I'm just sick of the three at the back. Yeah. Well, so if they can actually play in the back four, that'd be really handy. But it takes a lot of coaching and it might take a season for them to really get to grips with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There might be a lot of space left in behind. Yeah. Hopefully the attacking awards are... Yeah. Well, just outweigh that defensive yeah. shape. There's a lot of noise as well that... And Dombele would be given a chance to prove himself, <laughs> which I find hilarious. It is funny, yeah. And like, I kind of feel like you know there is there is scope. For, I don't think he's going to be like the player we thought he's going to be, but there's definitely a useful option in there. Like, so say if our when everyone's fit, our starting midfield would be Basuma, Bentancur, Madison. Dombele was really good um, in a period under Mourinho where he came off the bench trying to make an impact because. I think the energy levels matched up with everyone else's, so yeah. it's more of an open playing field. Um, but his final ball was really great. He's both footed. He just kind of has that fleet foot in his back. I remember the game that stands out in my mind is when he came off again off the bench against Man City in the two 0 win, when mm. it was the Mourinho running off the bench game. Yeah, and he just he I think he got one assist, and I think I remember in the last minute there was a big thing. He kind of dribbled his way past two or three Man City players and it's just like I think that is who he is more of an, oh, impact, mate, yeah. an impact player rather than someone who is built to last 
60 that's, plus minutes yeah yeah exactly that, which is pretty rough <laughs> did, 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 did you see Harry Kane comment on his Instagram picture <laughs> no what did, I need to let me get it up I don't want to be misquoted but it was something like really, really tickled me like because I was like I can't imagine these guys ever having a conversation no me neither so Dumbly seems quite standoffish yeah where is it he comments <laughs> this is the thing he commented big boss big boss <laughs> with the eyes <laughs> Does that mean it's Tango again? Well, it's we, moved to Real Madrid, or like, <laughs> is that is that what's on the horizon? Yeah, it's like, oh my god. Um, I don't, I don't hate the idea of him coming back and being involved. It's just like, um, I don't know if we're going to do the same old um, dance, you know, of a player not being properly fit and being unhappy. Yeah. Like, how many more times can you go? Down yeah, I think it's like an expectation thing. It works for both him as a player and us as the fans like accept that he's not going to be that guy yeah I mean he went to Napoli and didn't really move the needle so uh, like got that got well yeah that, yeah. there's a perfect kind of microcosm of him when in the second leg against Milan he had a really good opening 40 minutes I thought he was really good and then gets absolutely skinned for Milan's goal yeah. and just, just slowly running back it's like okay there he is yeah yeah. So really the two sides of it so you can't yeah you can't put all your trust in him but if we're just trying to up the technical levels of the team and get and some players who are comfortable with the ball at their feet then yeah he's definitely one it's worth a shot worth a shot and if, especially you know, you're, who's taking him who's buying him he's got, he's got he's got quite a lot of bit left in his contract as well well yeah I mean it was only like 2019 19. wasn't it so it was only four years ago it's like a six year deal wasn't it yeah he was so, a big, yeah. yeah that's going to go down as a bit of a transfer mishap isn't it yeah oh well and then obviously everyone's favourite Giovanni Lo Celso. <laughs> or has he been sold permanently? I can't remember without that. No, he's coming back. I think. Oh, I don't think he wants. It doesn't sound like he wants to come back. But I'd be very surprised. <laughs> I'm even more interested in him because he feels like, all, by all accounts, it sounds like he was going to go to the World Cup with Argentina and play McAllister's role, but he got injured, mm. and he actually plays well for Argentina. So I'd be interested to see what his stock would have been if he did go and he did win the World Cup. Yeah. Like, this is what I mean. Like. There was a reason we paid fifty mil, whatever it is, for him. I, I was never that big a fan of him before. I was never a big fan of Arsenal. I can remember the clamour for to say that he was Spurs' best player in nineteen twenty, and I was like, he ran around a bit. Yeah, it was he, got, like, he got he got one assist in like thirty games, and it was like, okay. Yeah, that was still the, the bar was clearly was very low. Yeah, it was a bad bad. Time. Um, I think there's a player there. If he, he does scream. Emery reunion at Villa. I'm yeah, surprised there hasn't been more movement on that front. I can see that. Brian Hill? Europa Brian League winner, Brian Hill? Oh, Coming back to yeah. training with his medal on? Man, you can just flash that about the place. That's quite joked, isn't it, really? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm still not really sure on Brian Hill. It doesn't seem like he'll ever really get a proper chance ahead of the attackers that we've got now. He had that sort of little breakout moment against Palace, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just because there was nobody else available to play, um, but just, yeah, it just seems like he might be someone who's destined to go out on loan forever before yeah. leaving with a bit of a whimper. A uh, nice player, but just very weak. It doesn't. And it looks like it looks like he's no bigger than he was when he arrived, and that's quite concerning. Yeah, yeah. If he hasn't developed at all, then that's a like you have to, you have to be super special to kind of get away with. It. I think Conte did compare him in terms of starting to Bernardo Silva. I think what Bernardo Silva has got going for him is first of all he's 100 times better mm-hmm. second of all he has, kind of, he has this engine like 
when you look at players that have played for like those Pep teams, for example, maybe they're not, they're not the most opposing players. Obviously, you've got like Xavi and Iniesta, you've got these kind of scrawny guys. But what they've got going for them is they're in that top echelon of t- technique. Yeah. And also, they can run for days. And I don't think he's got either of those things. No. No, I don't think he does either. But I don't have much to say on Grindr. <laughs> <laughs> Not got an essay no. enough? No, I, haven't, I didn't do my dissertation no. on Brian Hill, so... You missed no, out, I buddy. I, I'm sure I did, yeah. Oh, but what else? What's going on in Spurs' world? Thankfully, nothing. I'm done with that. You, oh, a new kit. Uh, yeah. You like the new yeah. kit? new kit is... Uh, it's, yeah. Do, it's you like, sort of, do you like the all-white? I mean, it's, it's not a very... It's not going to be a European season, so I'm not really... <laughs> On the on the all whiteness of it, to be honest, it's because we're not it's playing. A, it's a nice kit. They, well, we've ordered all these white shorts now. What are we going to do with them? <laughs> it does scream that a little bit. Um, yeah, I, mean, like, I won't be rushing to buy it or anything, or anything like that. It's, it's, I always I always find like the uh, the promotional tweets being like, "Get your hands on the new kit now!" Quite <laughs> hilarious, considering like there's a little bit that needs to. Uh, happen to win fans back on side before they all flock to buy new uh, new threads. Have you seen the leaked? Yeah, have you seen the leaked away kit? No. Oh, it looks gash. I don't like it at all. I, we need to play in the home kit as much as possible. And the the third kit sounds look. It's, it's going to be like a grey colour. So I'm not thrilled about that either. There it is. Yeah. Don't like that. Colour. Yeah. Don't like that. Get out of my face. They should let me design the kits. Yeah, you I do, do a good job. That. You come up with something a lot more intergalactic than that. Why don't they just use that one that we had a few years ago, which was just complete spaceman, spaceman. Oh, lives. beautiful! Bring it back. I love that. Bring it back. There'll be another like it. We kind of replace it. Yeah, I mean, I like the white A I A there. I'm never, not really a fan of the red uh, whatsoever. But you sound like my dad right now. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's yeah. He's a tall lad. <laughs> smart man. Sounds like a very smart guy. <laughs> or just deluded. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Need a bit of help on that one. Hard to say. Yeah. Oh yeah. It. It. Yeah. We'll. We'll see how the summer plays out from here. Then I suppose. Like, hopefully they get Raya over the line. See how far up they want to go for Madison in terms of yeah. fee, and any other little CBs who who come in. You know we've got Mourinho pre-season again. Have we really? Yeah, I forgot Roma. Sure. We've got West Ham in Australia, which was decided long before we uh, became the Australian club, so that's going to be really cool. That will be cool, yeah. Uh, we've got EFL Championship side Leicester City in Thailand. Yes. Hopefully they'll give over matters. Play one half for each team. <laughs> Playing this half and half shirt. <laughs> yeah, and then we've got uh, Roma in Singapore. Where Hoibia might be playing, I suppose. If Mourinho fancies taking him and having Mourinho a pivot of him and Matic. Mourinho who spent more money than another, any other manager in Serie A since he's been back and hasn't finished in the top four. <laughs> One top four finish since 2015. I did find it hilarious when like uh, he complained about the Juve points deduction being like, oh, well, we wouldn't have played this team in this game if I'd known. It's like, it's like, like mate, what? how about you don't go on a run of, like, one win yeah. in six games to end the season? Have you tried winning your games? Yeah, exactly. It's just like, I'm sure that whoever was in I mean, charge of those deductions just would have been like, wait a minute, like, you guys have been shit, like... I was, I was very, I was so happy that Sevilla won 
the Europa League, not just because of Lamella and stopping Mourinho, but just so we don't get a whole summer discourse of uh, Mourinho's back. He's a winner. Yeah, I'm so glad that the winner lost. So. And he did it in quite a disgraceful. He lost. In oh yeah, yeah, he made well, it worse. Which is always really, really hilarious. Um, I mean, the, the the one thing that's obviously not very hilarious is that he like criticised the ref quite a fair bit and pretty much made it open season for him at the yeah. airport when he was trying to yeah. escort his fan through. I found so, out. You know, I, I found out ironic because. I'm not generally an Anthony Taylor fan, rivalries mm. aside. I think he's had, he's had some stinkers in the Premier League, but I actually thought sure. he repped a good game in the final. I, yeah, I didn't see. Too I thought much the final. I thought it. all the European finals were quite well officiated. I didn't see too much wrong with the Europa League one. I mean, just like I mean, how are you supposed to have a proper good game when from the first yeah, they, minute? Yeah, that's what I mean. Up on yeah, the bench being like you're both a benches. Twang, you're a twang, they were no, both. They both were trying to give it, and then I think the decisions. So I, I, yeah. like from his view, he was right to give the severe pen, and then. Overturned it because of VAR, which is the right thing to do. Yeah. I don't think the handball for Roma, I don't think it was a handball. So, okay, mm. what can you do? The arms by his side. Look inward. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Look inward is a much better and that, was, and that felt like a long 120 minutes. I think it went to like 130 something because of the injuries. I think I could only do sort of the last little bit for penalties towards the end. It was a bit. Thank God Lamella scored his pen. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, wrote, I wrote a tweet at the time, I was like, that could have easily been the worst moment of my life. Like, in a weird way, I was sort of very much more confident that he'd score for Zavia than he ever would at yeah. Spurs, you know, because it felt like... Something felt like it was going to happen. Yeah, I think he, he might have taken a pen in, like, a League Cup tie early on against, like, Hull and missed... He missed, I was there for that, yeah, I mean, yeah, he missed that one. And then he missed against Norwich in the Cup as well, I think. Oh, what? The Dyer oh, clubs is the stands game. Ah, oh, that's, yeah... So yeah, he didn't have a good record. I saw him stepping up and I was like, oh my God. But yeah, but he I seems like someone who should just be able to roll it in the corner, no no questions asked, really. I don't like trust left-handed takers. <laughs> really don't. They're the worst. Just don't trust lefties. Nope. That explains our relationship. Um, Burn the witch. Burn <laughs> the witch. Burn the witch. Uh, yeah. You got anything else you want to add? You're a good guy, Jude. Do try. Anything you want to add? We do try. Uh, not too much. No. All right, thanks, mate. Just, uh, <laughs> not thing, not too much. Just the thanks I get coming in and sitting in the room. Yeah, I mean that was that was a great um, that was a great shout early on to to pick the room. Good smarts. Stuff. Yeah. Stonks. Street smarts and yeah. stonks. Okay, I'm done talking about Spurs. <laughs> okay, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back with another episode in the next coming weeks. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, please do it. It really helps us a lot. And we'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.